Welcome to Be Dribbling Over. I'm your host, Nathan, and today we'll be talking about the NBA is back from quarantine with our special guest. A very familiar guest for Be Dribbling Over. He's a stand-up comedian and a voice actor and a good friend of mine, Tyler Jackson Price. Tyler Jackson Price, everybody. I have here with me for Be Dribbling Over... Uh, the voice actor and stand-up comedian, Tyler Jackson Price. Tyler Jackson Price, welcome back to Be Dribbling Over. Thank you, thank you, Nathan. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm very excited and happy to be back. And everybody's probably excited that the NBA is back from quarantine. It's going to be interesting. Yes, I am. Oh, man, when that news dropped, I was like, yes, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Yes, so do you have any predictions in mind besides all Twitter saying Lakers in four? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as, as much as I love LeBron James, I'm a, I've always been a LeBron James fan, like, you know, I've stated in our past uh, podcast episodes. Now, I want to say the Lakers will take it this year, and I really hope LeBron can get his fourth, um, especially with you know, a third team. I mean, that's unheard of in in sports history, really. I mean, you don't have athletes that can literally go to franchise to franchise and just become a staple and, you know, the, the face like LeBron James can for really any organization. He can really put his imprint on there. So I really hope the Lakers take it. I hope LeBron can succeed this season to finish out, um, you know, the end of his career uh, coming up. But... I, I can't say with confidence that it's going to be easy because you still have the Clippers. Now, I understand with the way the format is this year that you have some of the teams that we normally don't see in the playoffs, like the Suns, uh, the Kings, the Pelicans. Um, the Blazers have been there, but kind of you know haven't really reached the peak of where they can be. Uh, the Spurs have, have not really been the franchise that we're used to since uh, Ginobili, Parker, and, and Duncan have left. But, um, you know, the Clippers are still uh, my number two in the West. And, I mean, they are just so deep in their bench. And um, I think they can really give the Lakers a run for the money. But I think the Lakers still have LeBron James. So, it, you know, if I have LeBron in my corner, I can never bet against them uh, fully. And especially with a healthy uh, Davis and, and a bench and uh, the other role players that the Lakers have. I think they have a great chance, but I'm really excited to see, you know, what, what Darian Fox can do with the Kings and especially Zion, you know, first season playoffs, you know, I'm excited to see these young guys that we never really get to see Devin Booker, um, to see what they're like in that playoff atmosphere, because these franchises aren't really used to winning. So to kind of push them into that winning bracket, that winning, uh, atmosphere, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they how they adapt and how these young guys can, you know, possibly show us, hey, this is the future of the NBA. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you have made a lot of valid points, but what I never thought about for uh, LeBron James's uh, legacy, uh, he could make his own legacy if he ends up winning his four his fourth NBA Finals. 
a trophy, but with a third different team. I, I never really thought of it being unheard of, but uh, yeah, when you think about it, it has been unheard of. You have heard about it with, uh, with like, with role players playing with different teams and finding a way to win NBA Finals, but usually it's with two different teams. Uh, the first uh, person that comes to mind is Big Shot, Big Shot Bob, uh, Robert Horry. Uh, he played with the Houston Rockets and they won the NBA Finals and played with the LA Lakers for the NBA Finals. But he was more of a role player than a star player. Uh, for some strange reason, a, a star player winning with three different teams. Uh, maybe this could definitely seal for LeBron James to have a different type of legacy uh, more than MJ and even Kobe Bryant. Yes, yes, I, I agree. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Big Shot Bob, I mean, you know, Robert Ory was, was incredible. And, you know, if you're going to talk about Robert Ory, you know, of course you got to talk about, you know, Bill Russell winning all those championships, but that was with one team. Uh, Steve Kerr, I'd say, is up there, too. He's won multiple championships with multiple uh, franchise, um, you know, the, the Bulls, the Spurs, and uh, the Golden State Warriors, the amazing job he's done with them. So, um you know, it, it has been heard of, you know, like, like to your point, yes. Uh, but, but again, like you said, too, with a star player, you know, one person changing the identity and just bringing that championship mentality, um, you know, LeBron James is in a class of his own. And, and of course, no knock to Michael Jordan, who um, is, is definitely up there, uh, you know, the greatest of all time. Um, and to me, I think by the time LeBron's done and people might catch flack, you know, might get mad at me for saying this, but, um, you know, I think LeBron can be right there with him despite not having six championships. Um, but just his overall body of work of what he's been able to do. And, um, I mean, it's, it's just incredible. And someone brought up a good point. They said, you know, LeBron might not be the greatest of all time, but, you know, there have been multiple goats, you know, in the NBA history. So, um, you know, when you look at the 90s, it's Jordan. Look at the 2000s, it's Kobe. 2010s, is LeBron. So it's okay if you're not, you know, the, the pinnacle, but you're still great in your own aspect. And uh, LeBron James is in a class of his own. Um, but I can't take away from the East, though, because the East, we have a lot of, uh, you know, good players. I mean, Greek Freak, I mean, he's coming up, possibly Defensive Player of the Year and MVP back-to-back, which is incredible what he's done with the Bucks. I mean, 12 losses, I mean, like, wow, <laughs> you know, that's truly tremendous, even in the East, um, but, you know, despite the Bucks being a strong team, you know, I, I don't think the Bucks or the Raptors have a chance against, you know, the Lakers or the Clippers, who I think will, will either take it in the West, um, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll find out. Yeah, so I've been actually looking at... So I, I've actually been looking at the playoff format because I was kind of worried that it might go similar to the NHL format on finding a way to make it simple but overcomplicated. But it's it's really straightforward. And if you and for all you listeners out there that haven't been really uh, paying attention or are just finding out. Uh, with the that the NBA is, is out of quarantine and it's coming back well here's gonna be the playoff format so basically it's each team will play eight regular season games to determine a final playoff playoff seating there will be a play-in tournament 
for the number eight seed if the number nine seed is within four games of that spot the number eight seed will have to win just one of its possible two games in such a play-in for format to clinch a playoff berth so we have eastern conference who has nine teams and we have the western conference with 13 teams uh they wanted the the reason why they wanted to make sure that uh the teams that were within six games of having a chance to make the playoffs give them a chance to see if they can make an unprecedented run and find a way to, to make the playoffs make it exciting because if we kind of had it similar to the Eastern Conference of just having uh, around 16 teams, then why are we even, you know, it's great to watch basketball again, but let's say instead of bringing back 22 teams, we brought only 16, 17 teams. Everyone would be saying, would pretty much be saying, let's get to the playoffs. We, we pretty much know, we pretty much know, we're just waiting around for where to see this. Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, you know, I, I think with the format, yeah, I agree. You know, it's it's new and it, it is exciting to see the team, these teams make it. Um, but at first, I was confused because uh, you know, like like you pointed out, there were more Western teams and Eastern teams. Um, so I was wondering how you know I was like, wait, this this is kind of this is not <laughs> you know the the normal type of thing. Um, but you know, looking at it, I, I think that. Even though there is more teams in the, in the West, you know, coming out. I mean, you, you know, for example, you have, and this has been the, the current um, trend, you know, throughout the, the decade. I mean, really since 2000 is the the last place, you know, the 10th place team in the in the West. If they were in the East, they'd be a fourth seed. So it's like, you know, the the, the East it, it is a weaker, um, you know, conference. Um, but, you know, when you look at the wins and, and losses, you know, it kind of still, you know, evens up. Because, like I said, you know, the West, the 10th the place team can, you know, if you put them in the Eastern Conference, they'd be a third or fourth or fifth seed. So, uh, you know, it, at first it looks bad and looks confusing, but it does kind of weigh out in my mind. Yeah, so that comes to my next topic. Uh, it looks weird to not have all all of the teams to be playing these eight regular season games, but we're we're in a different we're in a different timeline. Everybody, let's face it, we are in a different timeline. We we got to think of the help of the players, uh, and to the point of like, let's say you're ten games, nine games behind, and there's only eight games left. I mean, why even bother playing? I mean, of course you want to you know play for the sake of playing, but you got to think about the help of the players, the coach the coaches, the staff. So th there's, it, it was a tough situation for Adam Silver, but I think he found a way to find a compromise. I know everybody's not the biggest fans of not having all of the teams not playing the eight games, but I can understand the perspective from Adam Silver. I am really glad I'm not in any of these sports commissioners positions or even a politician right now, because I would be really worried and I would probably, let's face it, end up making a bigger mistake, make a mountain out of a molehill, to be honest. <laughs> right. I mean, it is, it is a lot of stress because, you know, not only are these um, organizations losing money because, you know, nothing's... No, I mean, you know, th there's always assets coming in, but 
the big money from the games, concessions, tickets, you know, that, that definitely hurts pockets. So I definitely understand where you want people to be safe, but let's face it, if you're a big wig and you're up there on the, you know, financial ladder, you know, when your pockets are hit, you kind of want to push the ball and get things moving, whether it's safe or not. I mean, that's just my opinion because money makes the world go around. So, um, you know, it is difficult and a lot of pressure to make sure the fans, um, potentially, uh, especially the players, staff, and their families are safe. But you want to get going. You want to see entertainment back. You want to see the players, you know, back on the court. So it is that, that daily struggle, um, you know, every day trying to figure out how we can move forward. But uh, definitely do it, you know, the safest way possible. Yes, absolutely. Do you agree with having all the NBA games being played in Orlando Park? Because come to think of it, if if all you listeners listened to the last uh, beat dribbling over, we were kind of joking around that if the Clippers and Lakers were to make it to the Western Conference Finals, they could just keep on playing. <laughs> I think we kind of predicted this. I mean, I didn't expect it in this way, but I'll take it. <laughs> right, you know, um, you know uh, since, since I'm in Orlando, I mean, this is very exciting. You know, we are the entertainment capital. And, you know, with Disney and all these theme parks being shut down, it's, it's definitely been a ghost town the past couple months. But uh, we've been uh, opening the theme parks back up. Um, people are starting to get their jobs back. A lot of my friends, you know, I'm glad to see back uh, working, getting paychecks, getting their life you know, back on track. So having the NBA in Orlando is definitely exciting for a city that is used to being go, 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 and then shut down. And now we're like, wow, you know, we got all these stars coming in. So it's an exciting time. Um, it's a great opportunity for Orlando to, you know, expand. Um, you know, we have a team, so, you know, of course that's that's already there. But, uh, you know, just to expand the basketball community and, um for us to have something to look forward to and having all these stars here in town, uh, it's pretty exciting. And, um, you know, I, I live pretty close to Disney. I'm not saying I'm going to see LeBron James at Walmart or, uh, you know, Publix picking up some milk, but, you know, my likelihood is a little bit better. So, um, you know, we're excited to have it here, and uh, hopefully this will open a lot of doors for a lot of, you know, possible future franchises and, and sports teams and, um you know, different outlets that uh, we can we can look at. So, uh, you know, we're excited, and, and um, I'm ready for the playoffs, man. I'm in Orlando, and I will jump a fence to see, you know, some of my stars play. I will definitely <laughs> risk uh, my quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I couldn't – I wouldn't blame you. I mean, if I had that, you know, that much of star talent, you know, all in – one place I couldn't really blame you, but I would maybe try Costco, not Walmart. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah get everything involved. <laughs> okay, so since it, speaking of Orlando, Florida, and Disney World, so since this will be all taking place, should just for this season. Should they rename the Larry O'Brien Trophy, which is given to the the Wayne team of the NBA Finals, should they just change it just for this season, you know, just for the heck of it, have a little bit of fun with it, renaming it to Walt Disney, the Mickey Mouse, or the Disney World 
Disney World trophy. Uh, you know, as as creative that would be, um, I, I think my vote would be to stick with the Larry Ryan trophy. Uh, you know, I just I just think it'd be kind of awkward uh, whoever wins the trophy. You know, they're like, hey, and presenting the 2020 NBA Finals champions, presenting the <laughs> Mickey Mouse Walt Disney trophy. It's you know, are we gonna add ears on the basketball? You know, that we give to them. I didn't think know? of that. <laughs> with it um you know i i did uh you know since the the passing of kobe um i did hear some rumors of course online people talk but that uh people wanted to you know have the logo changed and also the the trophy name uh named after kobe and um you know as much as, as that would be amazing and that would be very special um you know i think change is good and as we see the way you know especially this country and and the way we're we're changing our mindsets and um you know everything like that you know i i don't think change would be bad you know just to name it something different show honor to one of the greatest players um that had a tragic end and i'm not saying that he's the only player to you know have tragedy happen uh you know or, or pass away in the league but um you know the things kobe did worldwide and the things Kobe did in the NBA and with his family and just, I mean, throughout his life and even the legacy he leaves now and is still having an impact after his passing, um, I think it would show a great honor to uh, do something like that for him. But, uh, yeah, as far as the Mickey Mouse <laughs> trophy, I'm going to say uh, no one on that one. That's just my preference. Okay, you're right. That might be overdoing it, but I mean, just add some. I mean, uh, I mean, everybody was been, you know, just try to add some fun, you know, you know, welcoming back the NBA, you know, add a little bit yeah. of fun, you know, while you're at it. I was just thinking of that. I, I, I definitely agree with you. I just, it, it just was a topic that I haven't heard from ESPN or any of the others. So I'm like, I'm going to talk about this, whether it's so out there or not. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a good thought, and you never know. They might they might do that. I mean, it's at this time, you can't uh, say nothing's possible, so. <laughs> and, of course, here's the best part. Let's say you're at the NBA Finals, and you just won the NBA Finals, and, of course, they're going to come up, but I'm not going to say the words, because I, I don't want to get sued by Disney. But I, I'm... <laughs> You know, they come up to the player, and after from Wayne, the Wayne team won a championship, and they ask them, and they say those magic words. You know, they yeah, say those we're, words. We're going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then, and then it's like they get to do it immediately. And then, even if you're on the losing team, you're like, we we could focus on the next season and get our mindset on the fact. Even if they get swept. We get to go to Disney World, you know, afterwards. <laughs> like, that's probably the only time, the best time to be a losing team. Uh, you're right, you're right. <laughs> and, and instead of maybe, you know, instead of saying I'm going to Disney World, they'll probably say, hey, I'm just going uh, right, right down the street. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they don't have to travel, so they're already, they're already there to celebrate. So, you know, even if you come in second place, <laughs> take advantage, take your family on a couple rides, you know? Yeah. 
Well, thank you again, Tyler Jackson Price, on being on Be Dribbling Over. Oh, hey, man. Thank you so much. Um, I, I thank you for having me back, and I'm excited for the, the season. I look forward to it. Um, but, Nathan, there is one thing um, I wanted to ask you. Um, who do you think, before we go, um, who do you think is more deserving of the uh, MVP? Now, it literally comes down to two players. It's LeBron and Giannis. No one else is in the discussion. Um, but who, who do you think claims the MVP uh, this season? Well, I'll say this. I'll need to, like, watch watch the final eight games and see who has still kept with the performance as great as it would be, you, you know, story-wise, the tragedy of Kobe Bryant and... You know, LeBron James. Oh, you're talking about regular season MVP, not NBA Finals MVP. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. That's okay. I mean, hey, do both. Do both. You know, who are your picks to make it? And then who do you think's going to, you know, take the, take the MVP home? I, I think I think Giannis might be back-to-back, but I think LeBron James will win the NBA Finals MVP. I, I think with that, I... I just think that would be a great story tie to everything that has happened throughout this bizarre uh, 2020. <laughs> gotcha, yeah, this, this year has been absolutely nuts. <laughs> yeah, nuts is even an understate, is an understa- uh, understatement for this year. I mean, I really appreciate the changes that are happening. Uh, it has been quite a while. I, you know, especially with this country, uh, we are in the right stepping stones. We are. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just when it comes to politics, I, I kind of. I hope that we get to the point of like, okay, we need to make it understand that this is truly of who represents us, not just someone that is selected from our own political parties. You know, this is who we wanted and represents us. Yeah. That's my mindset. And, and hey, there you go. That's a very good mindset. I, uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Sorry to end on a political note, folks. But <laughs> hey, you know what? It, again, the way the world's going, uh, you know, change is good. And, um, you know, all we can do is just stay together, uh, find strength in each other, and, um, you know, this world needs to change no matter what happens the circumstances um you know we as a people need to do better but what i've seen so far um i love so you know we've been united um things haven't been perfect but you know we're taking steps in the right direction there's always going to be work that needs to be done um but you know we're taking the steps and we're fighting back against you know the evils in this world so Good will always win. I truly believe that. No matter what it looks like, uh, good will always win. So uh, I have hope for uh, the future. 
And there you have it, folks. That is a great note to end on this be dribbling over. Telling you all to be dribbling over till next time. Thank you again, Todd Jackson Price, for being a guest. I really do appreciate it. Hey, thank you, Nathan. I appreciate it, man. I'm excited for the next one. Thank you all for listening to Be Dribbling Over. And this is surprisingly not sponsored by Disney. (laughs) But thank you, everybody, for listening. All you casual listeners out there, thank you, everybody, for listening to Be Dribbling Over. And saying so until next time. Uh, make sure, if you can, if you have some time, please do check out Tyler Jackson Price's voice reel. It is, it is amazing on um, what voices he can do. It's it's amazing. Please do take the time to listen to his voice reel if you can, or if you just so happen to have a, a LinkedIn connection and you're like, hey, I'm looking for someone to. Uh, do some voiceover work. Uh, you can contact his LinkedIn, uh, Tyler Jackson Price. And also, please do, as I said, please do give a listen to his voice reel. Or you can contact his SoundCloud account, soundcloud.com slash TJP dash voice dash man. As I'm Nathan saying, be dribbling over till next time.